What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Cat Brooks. In the city of Los Angeles and the Los Angeles Police Department are mad that the LA-based police watchdog group Stop LAPD Spying Coalition has released the headshots of LAPD officers along with their records and pay on a website. Watch the watchers. LAPD in the city of Los Angeles are now suing, even though they are the ones who initially released the photos. Here to discuss is Hamid Khan, coordinator and organizer with the Stop LAPD Spying Coalition. Morning, Hamid. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Kat. Uh, hope all's well up in the bay. Thank you. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. All right, Hamid, take us to the beginning of this debacle. You all teamed up with local journalist Ben Camacho to do exactly what? Well, so just a quick background to the website, Kat. Uh, so the Watch the Watchers project has been a part of Stop LAPD's Spine Coalition's organizing efforts in Los Angeles since uh, 2014. And uh, what we've been doing through this time is that we've been documented. Just it's sort of like a, a surveillance and expanded surveillance version of Cop Watch, you can say, where we go out on the streets, we, we monitor the movements, we monitor surveillance equipment, and, and especially when there are big rallies and protests and all of that, that what kind of equipment they are using, what are the various units, what is the tactical operation like, what are the kind of vehicles, what is the weaponry that they bring out. And we have released videos in the past, in 2015, which says, Watch the Watchers, They Lie. And then in 2017, Watch the Watchers, They Still Lie. So so that's one thing. The second thing is that uh, the Stop LAPD Spine Coalition has really made an extremely effective use, and one can say weaponize the California Public Records Act, which has been in place since 1968, to expose uh, the various programs and almost doing a, I would say, an MRI of one of the most violent institutions in the country, which is the Los Angeles Police Department. We've had to, we've had to, we've gone to court eight times. We've, we've filed eight lawsuits against the, uh, the LAPD on public records. We've won six since 2015 or 16, and then two are still in process. So that's the background for Watch the Watchers and this collective research and grassroots, you know, building this this information uh, for the community and doing community outreach. So this thing happened when uh, Ben Camacho, who's a journalist here with the LA. Uh, had been filing public records on uh, getting information on various police departments. Previously, he did that with Santa Ana Police Department in Orange County. And then he filed uh, a public uh, a public records request with the Los Angeles Police Department asking them to release their photos and, uh, and, and other information on the officers. Well, they, uh, LAPD, in their, in their tradition, as they always do, they, uh, they, they said that they're not going to release the photos, so Ben Camacho, along with uh, had lawyers Shakir Rahman and Colleen Flynn, who represented the coalition, Stop LAPD Spying Coalition, in our public records lawsuit as well, retained them as their lawyers and filed a, a public records lawsuit, in which then it took over a period of about seven, eight months. Um, and what's interesting uh, about uh, all of this thing is, Kath, that uh, just before the disclosure of all of this information, uh, Ben posted all of this exchange between the city attorney and, uh, uh, and, and his attorneys as well, where uh, just before disclosing all this information and then finally the city agreeing to release the photographs, 
The city attorney comes back and uh, sends a letter to Camacho's attorneys and Camacho saying, and there's an email on his website, his post as well, that to the effect that the, regarding the disclosures, this will not include undercover police officers and those whose pictures are missing. And that comes to about 100 people. Okay. I mean, typically, you know, I mean, during public records lawsuits, you know, we always push back and say, no, this is a public record. This is law has been in place since 1968. Ben didn't even push back. So they ended up releasing these photos. And then, um, you know, just uh, uh, he shared it with the community. And we then like, okay, in that whole, watch the watchers project that was going now we also have uh the photographs and in the meantime we had filed the public records on their rosters as well about their payroll payroll information their height and weight their rank their ethnicity the data hire and yada 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 so so then we we just launched this website on march 17th and so since then i mean like immediately this rather than like you know just just acknowledging that this is a law that the, the the city and the LAPD made public information about public employees working in a public institution released through another public entity called the city attorney's office <laughs> to the public under the California Public Records Act right so this is the, the sequence that we are looking at then they started coming back and they said well these are undercovers okay well we 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 just exposed the undercovers so it was interesting that as this thing has expanded nobody knows that you know it's anybody's guess that who's undercover who's not i mean which is ironic because it's completely just almost you know just just what we've been so, saying and you know just uh, you and i and we've all been working together for many years now uh that we've been saying that lapd is has a massive apparatus of surveillance spying and infiltration so the chief says well a few dozen i mean initially uh the city attorney says well it's less than 100 but not even undercovers including whose pictures are missing the the la police protective league uh, who's the lobbying arm in association of the cops they come back and they say well it's in the hundreds they're legal Legal counsel says, well, we have a different understanding than the public. Then one of their directors from LAPPL comes back, the Police Protective League, and says, well, almost everybody will rotate it undercover. So in essence, they are saying that the people are not, they will not release because almost everybody is an undercover. And then when you go back, and we we also posted recently as well, that they have been releasing these rosters through other requests Previously, I mean, we identified eight or nine portals, which are the city portals, where they released rosters of 13,000 sworn and, and civilian employees of LAPD, but other instances, 9,500, and on and on and on. So so that is where that is, and then the lawsuits began. First, uh, the, the LAPPL, the Police Protective League, filed a lawsuit against somebody who, uh, because Ben had already just uploaded it on his site as well, uh, published this, uh, this thing on his website, so then they sued him. Then the police protective leave sued the city of the the, uh, the LAPD chief and the city, and demanding them to claw back. And this is this is the term of art they are using to claw back the information from Stop LAPD Spine Coalition, and saying that you should go to the judge and demand that the sh- that the judge orders the website shut down. And then finally. They came and sued, uh, the city then sued, not the LAPPL, the city of Los Angeles, and then sued Ben Camacho and Stop LAPD Spine Coalition about a week and a half ago, 
demanding that, uh, you know, just uh, asking the judge that we should immediately shut down and the information should be given back. And now we are getting letters from the, got a letter from the city attorney's office that you need to shut it down. We're like, no, this is, this is ridiculous. This is like, you know, I mean, and, and really, Kat, I mean, in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, the assault is on the California Public Records Act. The assault is to really just completely silence the people. And we've seen that what's been going on to whistleblowers. We've been seeing what's been going on. I mean, during Obama's presidency, uh, you know, they were, they, they were, they were uh, using Espionage Act against whistleblowers. We know, historically speaking, like, you know, just the Pentagon Papers, Chelsea Manning, and so many other people who have exposed this that how they just don't want people to know. I mean, talk about completely. And the police, the chief on one hand is saying, well, we're not a secret police department. Well, of course you're a secret police department, but there's no secret uh. That's what you want to do. So, yeah, that's the that's the update on where we are. And and I want to there's other things I want to cover. But I just for my listeners, I want to read to them what Jamie McBride, who's a director of the uh, Los Angeles Police Protective League, says is the expanded definition of undercover. It includes any officer who conducts surveillance even if they wear normal police uniforms. Any officer who has worked undercover or at a sensitive assignment in the past, and, by the by, any officer who may possibly, perhaps, there's a chance, will work undercover in the future. So, literally, they're talking about every single police officer inside of the Los Angeles Police Department, one of the largest police departments in the country. Well, just on this, Ked, really a quick note on that, that... Yes, every police officer in every police department in our country is surveilling. And if you remember when we first started back in 2010-11, this was the National uh, Suspicious Activity Reporting Program where they would open observing people's behavior and open secret files on people. The the other uh, part of that is the see something, say something uh, program. So in essence, everyone is of the police officers is required to surveil. I mean, patrols are surveillance. What else do they do? I mean, like, you know, they're not going for a joyride or whatever, which they are most of the time to hunt down people. But this is surveillance is a part and parcel. Surveillance, spying and infiltration is a part and parcel. So that means that everybody is off limits, all 10,000 police officers in LAPD and San Francisco and Oakland, they're all off limits for the public to know who they are, how much money they are making, where, what do they do, how long they have they been doing that, uh, because many a times they refuse to give their information. And then on rallies and protests, and you've seen them and I've seen them, they hide their badges, they put tapes over them. Now they, you know, they've, now they're robo-cops. So, so yeah, I just wanted to, to, talk, to share that. Ahmed, Los Angeles, like Oakland, has a police commission. I'd like you to respond to this statement that was made by uh, Commission President William Briggs uh, on March 21st, uh, where he says that Watch the Watchers, the the data uh, that is in Watch the Watchers would be used to harm officers and their families, aid foreign spies, and help cartels and other criminal organizations. I mean, and then he went on to add in that same, because we were there, uh, he went on to say that this private data that has been released. So imagine, this is the president of the police commission who happens to be a lawyer. Yes, he's an entertainment lawyer, so he lives his life through sensationalism and salaciousness, right? <laughs> so, so, so this is this is what he is claiming. So, I mean, so then, so in, in 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 essence, when we talk to like public defenders and people who deal with this kind of thing on the regular, many of them have said that that just overwhelming amount of undercover is to entrap uh, poor folks. 
especially. Like right. they would give a rock of something on the street, they would go to a sex worker and entrap them. So this is, again, most of the undercover work is about criminalizing race and poverty. That's, right. that's exactly what has been going on. So, so this is the president of the police commission, the mayor, Karen Bass. The first black woman mayor in, in Los Angeles comes back and claims that <laughs> I know I hear that sigh. They completely. It makes me so sad, Hamid. I'm, I'm right. sorry. I don't mean to digress, but you know that's Carabas is who politicized me. Like Coco was my home. I am who I right. am because of learning under her, and I just I can't. I've had Melina on to talk about it. I just it just breaks my heart. I just I don't know what it, happens. Yeah, it is uh. extremely disappointing because what they are doing is besides that that rather than than looking at the issue and then preserving and and fighting for the rights of people they are actually using this language of a breach and this this has happened and leaks are going on to really agitate people and and i would say this is about instigating violence towards truth tellers people who are exposing their violence people who are exposing uh you know how much money they just uh, they just suck up uh, and so that's why we uh, publish their payroll information and people can look at it at watchthewatchers.net if you go in there in that bar, just punch in John, and a lot of people with John names will, and then look at their pays. You know, total of three hundred thousand dollars, like hundred and thirty thousand base pay, two hundred thousand dollars in overtime. So this is also an expose, because the other thing is that we are in budget season as well. And secondly, the LAPPL started renegotiating the contract uh, in February. So this is also we have to look at the political playmaking that is going on as well, that how to suck the last dollar from the city of Los Angeles. I actually want to spend some time uh, for my listeners who may want to go on watchthewatchers.net because I went on. I think it's a useful tool. Um, is there another way to search besides name? Um, are you planning on expanding search tools in the future? Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously, this is like, you know, the one thing is that, uh, you know, just uh, putting their, 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 their misco- officer misconduct information on there, too. But, uh, yes, definitely looking to expand because and that's way beyond my technological understanding of website. <laughs> so as a street organizer, I'm like, OK, just do this. All right, so folks are doing. So, yes, the answer is the quick answer is yes, we are looking to expand and particularly make the access as convenient as possible. Uh, so, yeah. And then list out one more time for folks that do have the officer's name that they want to look up. Um, what exactly will they find? Let's say if they click on the name of the, one of the officers that murdered Grishario Mack. Right. So what they would do is that if they were to type uh, the name of the individual, just the first name or the last name, even if you go on it uh, and just kind of just put in whatever, like Garcia or John, then all of these folks would open up. So as they would go in there, then the, the, the photo would pop up on, on the website, uh, and then they can, they can just um, – I'm actually, it's, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at it too – and it just, it provides you with, uh, uh, so let me just type in John over here. Uh, and then it provides you with their race, with their ethnicity, with their serial number, with their email address, with the data hire, with their rank, uh, and what area or what division they are in. Uh, and then it also has their payroll information as well. So, so that's what, what, what it has right now. It's, it's a continuing, it's a living document. It's a work in progress. And as we are able to, you know, muster up, uh, uh, you know, more understanding of these things, uh, you know, obviously this is all a volunteer effort. Um, so, so that's where, you know, then, then we'll see all this information pop up and people, uh, you know, just whatever else we can add in there. 
First Amendment experts have weighed in on this lawsuit, Hamid. What are they saying? Well, I mean, uh, you know, just up in the Bay, for example, Irvin Chemerinsky, who was the dean of Berkeley Law School, was also the dean of uh, the University of California Irvine Law School as well, just denounced this lawsuit, saying, like, this is absurd. I mean, be with uh, David Loy, who runs the First Amendment Coalition, this, this is completely meritless. Absolutely meritless. So, so you know, this is uh, 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 this is just a tactic. This is an intimidation tactic that they're using. The city attorney knows that. I mean, unless if they are uh, lawyers of any depth, they would know what what they're doing. Uh, but this is just intimidation tactic. This is to create a whole lot of sensationalism. Um, and so, so you know, so we are pretty confident uh, that uh, you know this kind of, and we're not, you know, so we're going to continue to fight because this fight is much bigger. Uh, a cat really, uh, 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 you know, goes beyond this thing. This is an issue. Yes, uh, it is a critical issue, but it really is, is, is goes to show that how to what extent would people go and the government would go and the state would go uh, to basically, you know, just uh, uh, to protect the enforcers of privilege. And uh, to protect, you know, some of the most murderous institutions in the country uh, and to to allow them to operate with impunity where people would not have access to their information and then really hold them, hold them accountable. Hamid, you were talking about the California Transparency Act that's been around since the late 1960s. I'm wondering, though, about a bill a lot of us fought for a couple of years ago and one, and that's SB 1421, which is trans- right. it's a transparency bill. It means that we all, as long as it's not an open investigation, we have access to all of their records. Where is that playing out inside of this fight? Right. Absolutely. So that's where we will be, SB 1421 and then SB 2 and all of these bills that were people fought for are, are right there. And it's, it's, it's LAPD has on its own website these portals as well where they're very, there's not a day go by that they don't publish the photos of individuals. And then they also publish uh, these misconduct uh, 1421 type, you know, reports as well. So we do intend to kind of just uh, work on that and then have that available on the website too. Um, um, you know, so so yes, I mean, this is something that uh, uh, they are constantly dragging their feet and they are constantly claiming that, well, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough funds, we're doing it, we're putting it. So, and we know, and Kat, you know, and I know that they kind of just uh, running around circles that they're going to try to do. So it is up to us. It is up to the people uh, of the state of California and in Los Angeles and in the Bay Area to continue to take this action because uh, it's about our lives. It's about our communities. It's about our neighbors. Hamid Khan, we're going to leave it there. You know, mad respect for the work you all do. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Kat. You have a good day. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. 
our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.